Welcome to a court of fairies and fangirls. I'm Alex. And I'm Sarah. And this is a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast where we are obsessed with her books and can't stop thinking about them or talking about them. So we figured why not record us thinking and talking about it. We're going to break down chapters, go through each book separately, go into character analysis and any thoughts or kind of theories that we have about books, characters, plots, etc. And maybe play some fun games along the way. Exactly. So welcome and enjoy. I had something I was going to tell you. Oh, I read a new book. Ooh. It was interesting. Okay. I haven't given it a rating yet because mm. I'm still like pondering it. Okay. Um, It's called When Women Were Dragons. When Women Were Dragons. Yes. Okay. So it's that like magical realism. Mm -hmm. They kind of play it off as like scientific, like Mm -hmm. things being recorded. There was a point in history where there was a mass dragoning that people kept quiet, like all of this stuff. It's very interesting. Mm -hmm. Lots. There's lots going on there. Yeah. I'm still processing. Okay. Because it's it's very much like a, like women turning into dragons is symbolic of things in our real world, in our real life. And mm-hmm. so I'm just, I am still processing. Okay. But it was very interesting. Okay. So when women were dragons. Okay. I'd recommend it. Okay. I don't know my rating yet. Interesting. My gut initially was like, oh, this should be a four. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, is this? Is this five level? Mm. That's what I'm pondering right okay. now. So. I feel like I'm very quick to like throw out a number and then I go back on it later and I'm like, did it actually deserve that? Yeah. But I'm, yeah, I can't take it back at that point. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, speaking so. of ratings, I bombed my journal this year. Like. <laughs> you had a kid. You were pregnant. It's I fine. know. Just like by, I think it was like September. Mm-hmm. I've just given up. So, and I don't, I don't have the time. No. To go back retroactively. So I think I'm just going to call 2022 journal a wash. Yep. And start over in 2023 with something yep. simpler. So thinking through what my journal is going to look like, how I can make it work for me. Yeah, more. I've been, I made it through up until, I think I did through October. And then I was in like a reading slump. So I didn't read anything for a while. And then I was reading again, but I was like, why am I even doing this journal? I'm probably going to throw it out at the end of the year. (laughs) So I was like, I'm not finishing this. So fair enough. Yeah. But I literally filled up. If I had done all the books that I did from October through now, I'd probably have filled the journal, which was exciting. Um, but yeah, I'm probably going to throw it out because I'm like, what am I going to do with this? I mean, I think it's fun to keep as like a record. Like if someone asks you about a book, be like, Oh, I read that before. Let me go and like, look what I journaled or no, but I feel like I just check Goodreads. But Fair enough. I know. The only thing is, it's like I don't write any notes on it. I never do reviews on Goodreads. Oh, yeah. So. No, I don't either. That's why good. Like I always saved that for the journal. I know. That's why I like the journal. But yeah, I don't know. So I don't know if I'll do one next year. But fair enough. I'm trying to simplify. It. Like this past year's was fun. There was lots of colors and mm-hmm. things. We're gonna try and. Yeah, it was too much to keep up with. I feel simplify. like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and my mother got me like a really thick journal, so mm-hmm. I think it would even go beyond. So this might just be like an ongoing reading journal versus mm. like just a year just the year that's good we'll see yeah i'm anyway. currently reading atlas shrugged as oh. you can see it is 
monstrous. A classic. I know. I've never read it before. I haven't either. It's How been, is it? Uh, I'm on page like 80. So okay. um, <laughs> fair enough. Building up the story. Uh, yeah. I'd seen the movie i don't know 10 years ago mm-hmm. i don't even know how old I've the movie is it. um it's good i don't know if they ever actually made the second one or like because yeah. i don't think the movie is the full book i think they did like half the book oh. i think total speculation here um but they never made another one so i huh. was like well maybe i'll just read the book yeah so i mean that's how you figure out the end i know <laughs> yeah because i don't know what happens so that's hilarious yeah so i'm very curious to see how it goes i feel like i need to throw classics in there every yeah. once in a while so. No, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Um, also, for Christmas, yeah, I got a Kindle. I don't think I told <gasps> Yay! you this. It's so exciting. I'm so happy about it. It's yes. beautiful. It's like the light, the paper. Mm-hmm. Paper white one. Yeah, mm-hmm. the lightweight one. It's so pretty. Yeah. So. Yeah. I know. It's just deciding. It's like, do I buy it for my Kindle or do I buy it in paper? See, I was pondering this last night mm-hmm. and I was like, I feel people may disagree. <laughs> But if I purchase mm-hmm. a real book, mm-hmm. I should have a digital version of it too. <laughs> you for know, all, for all books, I think I feel like they should come with like digital versions. Oh, you're saying when like you go purchase a book, it should have kind of like textbooks. How there's like the exactly. e-book version. Exactly. Mm, okay. I doesn't have to be the audio, but like at least a digital copy. Like I see that it's the same words. I know. I agree with that. Um. Yeah, I agree with that because there are certain books that it's like I want on my Kindle and in paperback. Yeah. And I don't want to pay twice. Because that's a lot of money. It is. Which, I mean, like I said, people are going to be like that, you know, steals money, blah, blah, blah. But maybe I mean, books are already so expensive. But it was like if a book costs like $5 more, mm-hmm. but it gave me both. I'd be more inclined. Like have I- different versions. It's like you can do just the paperback yeah. for $17. Yeah. Or paperback and Kindle for twenty five. That makes, should exist. I would do twenty five. That should totally exist. I agree. So, anyhow, mm-hmm. that's that's my genius middle of the night idea. That's a good idea. We should <laughs> advertise to the publishers out there. Yeah, change the publishing world. Mm-hmm. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Maybe if we ever publish a book one day, <gasps> yes. we'll make that a possibility. Yes. There's like a code in the back or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Oh, I had I remembered what I was going to tell you now. Okay. This is so, I, t- I texted Richard, actually. I was like, I have an exciting new adult toy I need to share with you later. And then I realized that sounds like I bought a sex toy. Mm-hmm. I did not buy a sex toy. It's yeah. just a, like, I was talking about my son playing <laughs> with his toys. And this was something that me, as an adult, it's a grown made up me toy. excited. Yeah, so it's a grown-up toy. Um, but it's like, it's this, like, almost like a shaver okay. for, like, fabric. Oh, yeah, the D-pillar. Or yeah. I don't know if that's what it's actually called. That's why I call it. But whatever it is. They're amazing. Oh, my God. Yeah. You're like, you spend $10, and you're like, why have I never known about this? It With all the stupid ruined clothes that I've had over mm-hmm. the past 20 years. Yeah. The reason I I, I got it for our couch, mm-hmm. because the, for, I, I'm like, this looks like I've had this for years, but it's only like a year old. Like, yeah. it, I want it to look new again. Mm-hmm. And it just, I did like one little square on it and it looks and feels so nice. It's and I'm like, oh amazing. my God, now I have to do the whole couch, yeah. which is going to take a minute. Oh yeah. But we bought them for Josh's geese because mm, the geese get all yeah. feeling. So yeah, well I did like sweaters. Yeah. Everything. Everything. It came with three different <laughs> blades too, so it's like for different types of fabric. Oh, that's so it's cool. like if you have something that's a bit more delicate, mm-hmm. there's a more delicate mm. blade 
thing. And then for like rougher fabrics, yeah. there's a more heavy duty one. So I was so excited about this. That's me. I love it. I, yes, it's amazing. Right. It's a, it's an adult toy. <laughs> it's an adult. I'm like, I'm just sitting here playing with it. This counts. But anyway, I had to be like, I don't, I need to reset expectations. Yep. It's not a sex toy. I'm sorry. No. Uh, <laughs> but that was the last thing I wanted to tell you. I thought that was so funny. Yeah. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. This is episode four. Yes. Um, exciting stuff is happening. Yeah, it's a big week. It's a big week. Um, first off, mm-hmm. I think we should say a major thank you. Major thank you. Yes. Major thank you to all of you who have joined via a Patreon membership mm-hmm. and are playing around with us on the Discord. I hope you're excited. We have super awesome fun things in store for you. So mm-hmm. if you haven't joined yet, it's not too late. Yes. Um, <laughs> but for those of you who have, we are so grateful. We say thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and while we're talking about Patreon, let's do our shout outs for the week. Um, our five patrons are Anna M, Andy G, Ashley M, Chelsea D, and Tori Y. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. I also love how you say everyone's names, like heavy enunciation on the first name and then just a pause and then last <laughs> initial I love it I don't know why I'm just excited to be dramatic about it yep um but I do just want to give like an extra special shout out to Andy G mm-hmm. aka Sarah's mom my mama god bless her we love her so much she is wonderful she's the best thank you mommy for supporting me <laughs> and thank you everybody else yes um second announcement yes store Store is officially open. Yes. We have an Etsy store. Mm-hmm. There are super cool, fun things in there. Sarah, yep. tell them about the amazing things you created. So let's see. We have super cool, like, aesthetic packs. Um, so basically, they're all digital downloads, but we've got one for our three Archeron sisters, mm-hmm. so Farah, Nessa, and Elaine. Um, but basically, it's like if they had a Pinterest board, but, like, you can own this Pinterest board. So, like, I've seen people print them out and use them as, like, wall art or have them as like screensavers like all different things that you can do with them so we've got those we've got um a fun set of like crossword puzzles for akatar books word searches dang it word searches okay (laughs) i don't know oh i don't know why i call them that word searches um so we've got like a pack of those we have stickers stickers so we're official obviously because we have stickers exactly let's see we have uh bookmarks yep um am i missing something i think that's it oh a template oh yes okay so we had somebody reach out and we thought this was such a great idea that they were talking about how when they read they want to kind of do what we do but for themselves so we created a book journal template Mm -hmm. i guess you'd call it that but basically it's kind of a blank template that you can fill in chapter by chapter as you go so it's got you know a spot for quotes a spot for like omg moments and just like any kind of thoughts that you had during that chapter so um we thought that other people might want to do that too so yeah you can hole punch them and make like a fun binder mm-hmm. you can cut them out and put them in a journal i don't know so many fun things <laughs> um but get creative with it and if you guys buy anything We'd love to like see how you're using it too. So like, please send us pictures Mm -hmm. and all the things. So, oh, and obviously our store name is fairies and fangirls. It is on Etsy. Um, We're going to put a link in our um, Instagram link tree so you can access it through that. Yeah. 
Um, oh, and also, like, this is not the end of it. We're mm-hmm. going to be trying to do, like, launches every, like, six weeks. So, like... Six-ish. Six-ish <laughs> weeks-ish. Um, but so, more aesthetic packs, more stickers, more word searches slash crossword puzzles anything that's new um so please keep the ideas coming this isn't like the the end all be all listing of Mm -hmm. the store we're gonna keep adding to it and growing it so hope you guys enjoyed that yep and then third announcement yes we okay i i feel like we should have started with this one i know we should have we are official influencers (laughs) i don't i don't know another way to put it but that's how i feel right now. we're interviewers we are going to interview an actual author yes um so i think week one and maybe week two we talked about a book called a dawn of onyx Mm -hmm. and we are actually going to have kate golden on the podcast with us. Yes, that's the mini said this week. We are interviewing her and asking her a bunch of really interesting questions about her as an author, her process, the book itself, mm-hmm. all the things. So if you've read the book, awesome, exciting. If you haven't, we'll try to keep it spoiler free too yep. so that you can still enjoy this interview with Kate. Yes. We're stoked. We're so, so excited. So please plug in. Mm-hmm. That's coming. Yes. This is for everybody. Even if you, you know, no spoilers, nothing, Akatar, Crescent City, none exactly. of it related. It's just solely focused on the book because um, I think last season we were kind of talking about it and then people asked like if we would do kind of like mini sods about other books or kind yes. of our thoughts on other books. So we thought this was a perfect segue into that by having an actual author on board with us. Exactly. So, so tune yay, in on Thursday new, for this. A new phase. Yes. Okay. Back to Crescent City? Yes, back to Crescent City. All right. This week, we're doing chapters 12 through 15, Mm -hmm. and we are titling the section, A New Team in Town. Ooh, yes. Ooh. Um, This actually, that title actually came to my brain from like a Broadway lyric where they talk about the new girl in town. (laughs) That came to my brain. Anyway, I don't know if anyone else felt that, but that was why I basically sang the title it's fine fine. (laughs) so chapter 12 Mm -hmm. summary um micah lays out his plan for bryce to catch a murderer yeah okay so bryce is actually going to be assisting with this investigation and i mean it seems completely crazy and bizarre but i do get where micah is coming from like his reasoning behind it yes um but still she's not a detective she's not a detective and I think Jessica makes a joke about it, but it's like, you have, what about the ox? Yeah. What about the 33rd? This is literally if, their jobs. If y'all can't do it, you think Bryce can? No. It's I not, d- it's not like everyone's busy. Mm-hmm. So Bryce come help. It's you have all tried and failed. Yes. So Bryce come help. <laughs> <laughs> what? I think that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's literally her first line. Her first line is, is your 33rd so incompetent these days that you truly need my assistance help? Yeah. Made me laugh. Yeah. And Bryce like goes completely still in total shock, which I 100% ha- believe she has good reason to. Like yeah. what? I would be in. I feel like you can't even anticipate a question like that or an order like that. Exactly. When Micah comes into your office. Right. Well, and also it's we've seen how angry mm-hmm. she's still and emotional yes. she still is about this. Yep. So they keep talking about Danica. They keep talking about Philip Briggs, the pack, everybody dying. So if she just at the mention of two years ago with Rune shattered a glass, mm-hmm. like how much that's so much control she is clearly right. 
having right now mm-hmm. because she's probably losing her shit in her head. Oh my gosh, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, so let's see. We there is kind of a sigh of relief that Briggs will not be released because yes. of evidence that's kind of come to light in the past two years. Um, Which I think is really nice because that was you know one of the last things that like Danica and the pack did and cared about because mm-hmm. he's still not a good person no he still tried to bomb right you know clubs so that's that in a way I think is comforting because it's like you know almost like it, it's not their dying wish but like yeah you it, know it carries on it, ca- it, it carries on mm-hmm. so at least they have that yeah so he will remain in prison which sucks for him because it was he technically should be out because that would be it's a uh, uh, double jeopardy. You can't charge somebody twice for the same thing. So well, it says that he's been convicted of earlier crimes too. It wasn't double jeopardy. He got. I thought it was relating to the incident that he was originally arrested for. Well, yeah, but it wasn't. He wasn't found not guilty. It was mm-hmm. like a mistrial. Gotcha. That's why. I guess I'm being way too technical about that. No, I mean, they are fact. technical, <laughs> so it makes sense. Oh man, uh, but yeah. So back to it. Jessica seems pretty pissed that they want Bryce to help, which again I totally understand. She's like, I don't want to lose my assistant, like, because this is also dangerous work, right? Um, but Micah's saying that he's just doing this call out of a courtesy. Basically, he's gonna <laughs> get Bryce to help regardless of what Jessica wants. Which I mean, I guess technically he has the authority to since he runs the city. Yeah, but that kind of blows. Yeah, it's a little intense. Mm-hmm. Um, so we also find out, so part of the reason why Micah cares about this so much, right, is that summit is coming up. Mm-hmm. He wants to make sure everything is like spick and span. He doesn't want these kind of lingering issues. He doesn't want more veneer being killed by this demon. Right. So he's talking about all of this. And in that, he brings up that Sandriel mm-hmm. is coming. So she's the archangel that had previously owned Hunt and was Shahar's sister. Right. And she's like straight up evil. Yep. And Hunt is terrified yes of this Mm -hmm. so in the middle of this conversation hunt is also freaking the fuck out in his head yes yes he is um and i feel like we also learned that there's a new witch queen um who's going to be announced at the summit oh and i did want to point out this is i find it interesting because last week we talked about how rune came to the white raven to tell bryce that she needs to lie low because the summit's happening and now she's recruited to like investigate while everybody's telling her to lie low pre-summit yeah it's like you can't really like lie low and try to solve a murder at the same time no those so. are in direct conflict it yeah, feels so like i feel like somehow the fey autumn king like it's all gonna come to a clash clearly yes um i thought that this was just like an interesting like background mm-hmm. crescent city information so hunt we know hunts demons right and he talks about how he was not able to identify what this demon was right um either time that it's been killed but he talks a little bit about the different types of demons Mm -hmm. so he says that they come in endless breeds and levels of intelligence ranging from the beasts that resembled feline canine hybrids to the (laughs) humanoid shape-shifting princes who ruled over hell's seven territories each one darker than the last, the hollow, the trench, the canyon, the ravine, the chasm, the abyss, and the worst of them all, the pit. And then he talks about how this particular demon fit with something belonging to the pit, perhaps a pet of the star eater himself. First off, who's the star eater? I assume the prince of the pit. What a name. Yeah. Um, but also like, 
are these demons escaping from hell? Are they being like sent from hell? Is it just kind of like a leak, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like these demons kind of <laughs> escape through? Like, I'm curious how we know that this demon was probably summoned, mm-hmm. but this is like Hunt's job. He's been hunting demons. Right. So, so how are a, they all getting out? Right. Yeah. But also, how is he like, how does he not recognize or have an idea really right. about this demon? So that puts like an extra layer of like, complexity and confusion around well i feel all of like this. i don't know what chapter it was i feel like it was earlier on but they make a mention that hunt maybe kills like two demons a year so mm-hmm. it's not that frequent right they were saying he's like micah's personal assassin and that's what he does most of the time yeah he does hunt demons so it's like i mean he's been around a couple hundred years so i mean maybe he's seen like 600 like he's demons. probably seen a decent he's amount. probably seen a decent amount but i don't i don't know yeah. most of them are like level one versus level seven right kind of things um also though i thought this was interesting so micah lets them know that there's the other about the other connection Mm -hmm. and it's that danica and maximus were friends they knew each other Mm -hmm. and bryce is like um no they didn't yeah and uh micah says i suspect there might have been a good deal about which she didn't inform you talking about i know i was like how do you know what danica told her best friend bryce yeah like the reason you want bryce doing this is because she knew danica so well yeah that sounds like you think you know danica better it's really odd to me it's very confusing so like what are these secrets are they true what does micah know that bryce doesn't i don't know i don't know um i did want to pause and go back a little bit when you were talking about sandriel i did want to bring up like two things about sandriel Basically, Hunt, we know Hunt's freaking out, but he's worried because if Micah doesn't do a good job, the Asteri could basically demote him and put Sandriel in charge of Lunathian, which would mean that Hunt gets transferred back into her possession because he's like a slave of this department, city, whatever you want to call it. And so he would go back to Sandriel's possession. So like understandably why he's freaking out yes um and also she's gonna be staying there for a month which is forever that's forever long um and she's bringing (laughs) somebody called the hammer who's Mm -hmm. for number two his name is pollux antonius um and he is quote a motherfucking asshole yeah sounds like a piece of work yeah so hunt is freaking out so i just felt like we needed a little bit more about that um totally but yes okay so now back to well Another part of Sandriel's triari that gets referenced right. is the hind. Mm-hmm. Because Bryce is like, you think I can do this? Shouldn't, you know, you ask someone like the hind right. to do this instead? And I thought it was interesting. Hunt, like, thinks that's a very odd question. Mm-hmm. Um, it says, the question rippled through the room. Surely Quinlan wasn't dumb enough to wish for that. And then we learned that, like, the hind is a part of this triari, also a little much mm-hmm. Pollux's girlfriend. Yep. So the two of them are like this dynamic evil duo yeah. who apparently are really intense, but also like really good at their jobs of being, you know, ruthless ass- and ruthless assassins and assassins mm-hmm. and spy catchers. Yeah. <laughs> so, but luckily I don't think they say the hind is coming. We don't know for sure yet, but we know for sure the hammer will be there. Mm-hmm. And we just learn about that dynamic, that hunt experience when he was part of right. Sandriel's group. Mm-hmm. But Micah does not want this getting out past the walls, which is why the hind is not being brought in to hunt right. down this demon. Because of what you just said, we don't want Sandriel to know. Right. And I also think it's interesting because Bryce asks him, she's like, well, what about the 
angel that was attacked like why is this angel not being asked to help investigate you know because yep. he, he had mentioned like she's the only one that's seen the demon yeah she's like well actually somebody else did too and it's an <laughs> angel who i feel like micah would have more say so over controlling yeah um but he's like no basically the angel was completely attacked blindsided so didn't see anything so we're not even bothering yeah i was like i feel like if you're pushing bryce who i mean caught a glimpse of this thing yeah. and then you know passed out shouldn't you at least like try to make this other person yeah help a like little you know you saw some glimpses Something. but but you know it's not here nor there um let's see so <laughs> jessica kills me she tells micah that she <laughs> expects compensation for bryce working for him um and he says regardless to your allegiance to the under king and the protection you believe it affords you you remain a citizen of the republic and you answer to me we, he didn't need to add um and then jessica just starts quoting bylaws saying that he needs to pay her and he's like okay i'll send you an invoice or send me an invoice <laughs> I was just like, she has some balls, like, talking to him like that. Yes. So, it's, and it's like, he's clearly not like, like, I mean, he's irritated, but yeah. he's not like mad in the same way when like Bryce got a little snarky. So right. there's some kind of respect Something. there. Mm -hmm. uh, but he also says that Hunt, who is experienced in hunting demons, mm -hmm. um, is going to be her bodyguard, essentially, yeah. and help her in this. Um, and I mean, he's, he's like looking at Hunt and he can see the tension in Hunt. And he just, I feel like he just knows that this tension is about Sandriel. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, he's being so nice by telling Hunt he doesn't have to be around. Like he yeah. needs to just, you know, stay with Quinlan. Like I feel like it's implied that you can tell that Micah's being just a nice guy. Yeah. And they get into that a little bit more in the next chapter. Right. But like Micah's definitely, I think, more dynamic. Yes. Than we give him credit for. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, oh, it's so, I also thought this was funny. Um, so Bryce says, I'll find them and then I want you to wipe them off the fucking planet. And then it says, Micah smiled as if realizing, oh, sorry. Then it says, what is done with the murderer will be up to our justice system. Mild bureaucratic nonsense, even as the archangel's power thundered through the room as if promising Quinlan he'd do exactly as she wished. So like. Multi, he's like, I'm up to the justice system. But really. But really. Mm -hmm. You can tell that the angels do some of this dark stuff under the table. Clearly, because Hunt is assassinating people in the city. Right. So we'll see what happens if slash when they catch the person. Yeah. Um, and Hunt basically tells her, he's like, I want you to make a list of Danica's movements for the last few days and of her life and who she spoke to. Um and I just, like, I can't imagine how hard this is going to be for Bryce. I know. Like, she's devastated just thinking about the fact that it was two years ago. Like, she hears two years and just shuts down. So, I'm like, right. how is she supposed to, like, actually think about that? And plus, okay, if you ask me to make a list of all the places that my friend, not even me, my friend went to the week that she died and all the people she spoke to, are you out of your mind two years ago? I can't remember who I talked to last week. Exactly. Like, how am I supposed to remember that or figure that out? That's ridiculous. You cannot. I that's feel like it's a answer. very unrealistic expectation. It is. And like, I don't know if because it was so traumatic, maybe certain things are like locked in her brain, right. but I can see some things, but it's like all the minute details of like, yeah. oh, like I went and got my hair cut. I went to the grocery store. Like who's going to remember that? Like exactly. on exact days that you did it. It's like, I'm sure she remembers that. The night Danica died, they ordered pizza and were at her place. And then she came back like right. those details. Yes. But and and the problem is, is it's like in those 
minute details that there's no way she'll remember right. is probably where the answer lies. Of course. So we'll see. But she's so snarky. She just basically like kicks Hunt out and she says, I'll call you. Don't bother me until then. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is going to be fun. Yes. Already getting along so well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anything else? Nope. All right. Chapter 13. Hunt and Bryce are left reeling from Micah's orders. What did you notice? Micah is so generous to Hunt. So generous. And like reducing the kills. I'm blown away. To 10. To 10. That's like, from nothing. a couple thousand. That's insane. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yes. Um, okay. So chapter 13 opens up and Micah, Isaiah, and Hunt are kind of having a powwow on mm-hmm. the roof. Um, and I thought there was like a little bit of background on Lunathian that I thought was interesting. So um, it had been built as a model of the ancient coastal cities around the Reagan Sea, a near exact replica that included its sandstone walls, the arid climate, the olive groves, and the little farms that lined distant hills beyond the city borders to the north, even the great temple to a patron goddess in the very center. But unlike those cities, this one had been allowed to adapt Streets lay in an orderly grid, not a tangle, and modern buildings jutted up like lances in the heart of the CBD, far surpassing the strict height codes of Pangera. And so I think that's interesting for two reasons. One, Micah's the one who's responsible of it. So, like, they even make the note about how he's a male of progress, of tolerance. Like, that's his mm-hmm. um, brand, if you will. Yeah. So that gives us another interesting picture of who Micah is. Mm-hmm. But also, it kind of helps us picture what it's like outside of Lunathian, where right. it's basically like this, but less modern. Mm-hmm. So, interesting. Yeah. All right. So Micah's kind of, you know... Like I said, breaking it down once more for Hunt and Isaiah, reaffirming, like, they got to get this shit figured out. He needs it done by the summit. Mm -hmm. Like we said, he promises Hunt that he'll lower the count to 10 Mm -hmm. on the kills that he needs to make. Um, And Hunt is just, like, in shock. But he's like, okay. Yeah. Um, And then Micah's like, I got shit to do. Bye. Well, he also drops the, make sure you keep it in your pants or it's going to cut off. And I was like, um, because... Yeah, like, what? Yeah, I mean, I did. There's not. You can regrow body parts. Angels can regrow body parts. Yeah. That's a new one. That is a new one. So, yeah. Interesting. I mean, it's a positive, I guess. That's true. If your body parts ever get cut off. But um, unpleasant. Very unpleasant. Yeah, because I know he mentions that, like, his wings were cut off and they're, like, in the Asteri's Great Hall. Right. Um what yeah i i know it's because he was a traitor and right whatever but that's terrible seriously but clearly they grow back because he has wings yeah i just part of me is like how how does that happen i don't know they like remind me of like lizards or something (laughs) (laughs) that's too funny um but i isaiah definitely seems to think that micah is actually like good yeah Um, and he's helping out hunt with the quota and with sandriel um, and then Isaiah goes a little further and he's like, I'm going to help you out even more by saying that, you know, I want you to be watching her 24 seven. So like you need to sleep across from her building. Like you yep. don't be in the barracks basically, which again, these guys are being so nice to hunt and he doesn't really seem to like them that like, I think he likes Isaiah. I think he likes Isaiah, but at the same time, I feel like he also doesn't like Isaiah. Well, I think he doesn't like Isaiah for or I think there's some tension with Isaiah Yeah. for the reason that I think is mentioned like a page or two ago. And it's that he plays the game. Yeah. 
like Hunt doesn't. doesn't. He no. doesn't. He it, it's like that. Cla- it's like my husband. Yeah. Oh, Lord <laughs> help me. But it's like, you know, they they don't want to pretend mm-hmm. like they're happy. They don't want to pretend like they like someone that right. they're loyal because they adore them. Like mm-hmm. Hunt expresses he's loyal. He's not loyal. He's a slave. Right. Like and it's Isaiah is working it. And I right. think there's something that I think Hunt appreciates Isaiah. I think in a way they're friends. Mm-hmm. But I think that's just something that inherently like rubs Hunt wrong because of his value system. Right. You know? I think that's accurate. Um, but like you said, they're doing them huge favors mm-hmm. and Hunt is very much picking this up. Yes. And I do think he appreciates it. Well, he even says, though he's still, thank you, which yes. like he never says thank you. Yeah. So that clearly he appreciates this. Yeah. Um, and so they kind of split and Isaiah is off to go check in with Rune because he needs to confirm Bryce's alibi, which I'm like, Bryce is not a suspect. Like this is slightly ridiculous. Yeah. But has to be done. Apparently. I think maybe it's just like, we just gotta Get say we did way. it. Mm-hmm. We'll see. All right. So then we pivot into the Griffin antiquities mm-hmm. um, and see how Bryce is doing. Um, and apparently Jessica didn't actually disappear. She kind of just went black for a minute and she's back. Yep. And I thought her um, intro there was so funny. She says, when you nail Hunt Athelar's balls to the wall, will you do me a favor and take a picture? <laughs> like the interaction with Jessica just cracks me up. Like, I think she's my favorite so far. Honestly, mm-hmm. she's, she's got the like, she's got an Amarin vibe to me. She does. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, but she's telling Bryce that she should keep Hunt close as protection. So she yes. realizes like it is dangerous. It is a serious situation. And like, even if you don't like Hunt, like he's a good personal bodyguard to have. Yeah. It's so funny. It says, um, so at that statement, Bryce bristled as if she were some little female in need of a big, strong warrior to guard her, even if it was partially true. <laughs> Mostly true. Totally and definitely true. <laughs> and I was like, at least she recognizes it. Yeah. You know, at least Bryce realizes like, hey, I, I'm fighting this crazy demon. I do need the help. I do need the protection. Yes, exactly. Even if I don't want to admit it out loud, I will think it. <laughs> exactly. Um, so just believes because um, Maximus Tertian's father is calling her mm-hmm. and Bryce is kind of left to like breathe for a second. Mm-hmm. Um. And she's just obviously has all of the thoughts swimming, right? She's like, Danica, Briggs, what about Juniper? What about Fury? Should I like mm-hmm. all the things? It's very clearly stressful. Yeah. I feel like she just kind of like almost like tries to push all that out of her mind. She kind of starts like thinking about work stuff and like what she has to do. And she's like looking through all of her folders on the computer. And she like she's like, oh, well, look at all these resumes and like job applications. And like, this is pretty cool job Bryce this is super pretty like yeah super cool job and she has like 10 half started applications and a resume she's like yeah I've, I filed it under like the paper folder so Jessica would never find yeah. it I was like you're so clever Bryce so clever I highly I mean, doubt I'm sure Jessica knows I'm sure she knows yeah um but it's like I feel like she pretends that she wants to leave but it's like you would have applied elsewhere you know what I mean yeah like, in all in the two years that you've been broken down you would have applied elsewhere if you really wanted to leave but i think she likes just i think she likes this job so i think this is I think all so a show too, but she talks about like a way out and i'm like a way out of what i don't know i don't know but but she's oh my gosh she starts spiraling a little bit oh and she's looking through old text messages which like 
I love that she kept them, but I hate that she kept them because she's spiraling. Like you, that should not be something readily accessible for you. No. Well, and she talks about, so she's like rereading Connor's like text, which kills me. Re, like reading those, it now that he's dead. Like, oh, so sad. But then she talks about how she's not going to listen to Danica's voicemail because she can't bring herself to do that. But she makes a mention that she does it basically every month when she's like downward spiraling and then like completely crashes after yeah. that. And I'm like, no, Stop. that's not healthy. Two years post, you know, you should not be listening to this voicemail every month. Like, yeah. that's not healthy. Poor girl. Poor girl. But I think Bryce very much is at least like, like she's, she's nervous. She's got a lot of feelings, but I think she's ready and willing to do this for mm-hmm. Danica in the same way, right? Her first response was to run after the demon. Right. Her first response here is like, I'm going to do it. Yep. Let's get it done. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how she does. Yeah. Chapter 14. Mm-hmm. Um, Rune pays a visit to his father. We a little bit of rune time. Yeah. Um, the autumn King is terrible. Um, and kind of all over the place, just like jumping from topic to topic. I feel like, yeah. he's, I don't know if he's ADD or he just like doesn't care to finish conversations <laughs> when like he's done with them. Yeah. And doesn't care what other people think. So he kind of reminds me of like, like the class, the, like the stereotype of like the librarian mm-hmm. who's like so scatterbrained and a million or like the professor who's mm-hmm. like, on a million different things yeah. but like mean right like that's <laughs> but mean yes because those guys are usually like nice and fun mm-hmm. he's like a mean version of that yes so rune visits his dad mm-hmm. like we mentioned yes i want the autumn king's office oh i want that office bad it sounds beautiful mm-hmm. so it says the autumn king's personal study was larger than most single family houses bookshelves rose two stories on every wall crammed with tomes and artifacts both old and new magic and ordinary a golden balcony bisected the rectangular space accessible by either of the spiral staircases at the front and back and heavy black velvet curtains blocked the morning light from the tall windows overlooking the interior courtyard of the villa mm. The villa. So fancy. So fancy. Yeah, he keeps mentioning a villa, and I'm like, are y'all Italian? What? Is- <laughs> what is this? Oh, man. But, like, his dad, not excited to see Rune at all. He says, no. state your business, Prince. It's very formal. Yeah. Well, and Rune has to knock to go in. Like, he can't just, like, walk into his dad's office. Yes. Um, also, real quick, one of the other things that they mention about what's in his office mm-hmm. is something called an orrery. Yep. And it's something that the Autumn King spends a lot of time studying, looking for patterns is what Rune tells uh, or what he tells Rune. Mm-hmm. But for those sharp eyed, mm-hmm. something like this was also mentioned in Silver Flames. Yes. Um, so... Something comparable there because right or it Cassian in that talked about how Reese also was studying mm-hmm. something like this, trying to understand planets and time and whatever. Yeah. So apparently this is just something the Fae really like to study and are interested in. Yes. So we'll see. Uh, Let's see. So I don't remember if we already knew this, but Rune is the leader of the Fae Ox. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was mentioned remember. before, but. It's now been mentioned. So, um, and he's also the only starborn fae on the whole planet. Yeah. Apparently that's like a thing. That's like a very big thing. Um, and I feel like that makes his dad very mad that he's starborn. 
Right. But I think the one thing that offsets it is that Rune doesn't have as much power as his dad when he did the drop. So it's like, well, you're starborn, but... I'm still more powerful. I'm still more powerful. And that's mm-hmm. just like a small little thing. Right. Um, but Rune's going there to basically recount his and Isaiah's conversation. Um, even though apparently his dad was made aware of the situation earlier that day. And he's like, you didn't want to tell me? Like, Yeah. It's like, he's like I kind of well, need to know. But he's like, well, you know, because Isaiah told you. I'm like, right. I mean, yes, but no. Mm-hmm. Come on. Um and I think it's interesting that the Autumn King refers to Bryce as that girl. Yes. Won't say her name. No. At all. No. Do we know the Autumn King's name? I don't think we do, do we? He's no. just called the Autumn King, which is really bizarre because we know everybody's name. Like First and last. Yeah. A lot of names. People yep. that I don't even care about's names. <laughs> but I don't know the Autumn King's name. I find it really bizarre. That is very bizarre. Hmm. Obviously, last name is Dannon. Yes. Because it's Rune Dannon. Mm-hmm. What's the first name? autumn king dannon maybe it's like danny danny Dannon. or daniel <laughs> and that's why he's embarrassed and so they only refer to him as the autumn king i'll go with that it's like for those who've read throne of glass lorkin Lokin, or whatever oh it's terrible <laughs> it i'm like why would you do that <laughs> i mean she even made a joke about it I anyway know. um some other like interesting information pieces that are being dropped so Mm -hmm. rune talks about how he did the drop right and how he's not as powerful as his dad but he also mentions something called an ordeal yes which is new information we Mm -hmm. don't or a new like word yeah we don't know much about it but we learn that he has an ordeal Mm -hmm. before he had a drop right well we learned that the fae they have to do there's like two pieces to them becoming adults and the ordeal is the second part of it so they go see the oracle when they're like 13 yep and then they have an ordeal it could be like years or decades later it Mm -hmm. says that's kind of really all we get yes oracle ordeal then drop yes interesting i don't i wonder if other species have have something like that similar i don't know um Um, god i was gonna say we also learned so the the autumn king was about 500 years old mm-hmm. but he's like not aging at all no so and i mean like reese is like 500 years old too right. like just as a comparison so probably similar ish in age but mm-hmm. he's also showing no signs of aging and they just kind of gradually fade into death like a shirt washed too many times which i thought was like it's good imagery a very good imagery but so Re- rune is like no time soon gonna be king no he's like i gotta be prince with this guy as my king for at least another like three to five hundred years right we're thinking and i think he said it said somewhere in this chapter that he's 75 years old also yeah just i don't know why i was like okay 75 like this is random yeah i don't know uh, but then we get a little bit of history about Bryce. Uh, yes. When she came to this place, the first and the last time was when she was 13 years old. So I'm guessing she was there to see the Oracle because right. she's half fae. Um, But basically, she was so excited to be there, but then left in tears. Don't really know what happened. Um, but Rune had gone to visit her at her parents' house like several times after that over the next three years until they had a fight. And he said something to her that she still hates his guts over. Yeah, this this line made me sad. He said she'd been a bright spot, the brightest spot, if he felt like being honest. Mm. Poor Rune, but <laughs> no. also like if you said something that was mean, not poor Rune. Um, I, it's just like what happened. I know, and I'm like something. How, what could have been that bad at the age of like 16 that she hates your guts still to this day over? Right, like that she's seems a little drastic. Twenty. How old was she? Twenty four. 
like something like that. Something no, I think like she that. was like twenty. They were gonna make the drop at twenty seven. So right. I, I think they're twenty four because it was like three years away. Okay. Yeah. Let's go with that. I, I think that sounds right. Rune's mother. Um. Let's see. He has her gifts. Yes. So he apparently doesn't really have the fire gifts like his dad. Um. But he has what he says shadow magic seeking to veil him shield him from sight um so that's what shadow magic is i guess apparently the, and uh, that comes from his mother's side like you said mm-hmm. who was picked for like breeding, breeding purposes they mm-hmm. wanted to create a powerful yep heir yeah and that's what they did in rune and that's really all she does like the autumn king never talks to her really never seeks her out nothing he but she's yeah. always says positive things about him never like doesn't seem to dislike the autumn king like everybody else does yeah she's jay chilling on the villa yeah i mean there are worse things yeah you could have an abusive mean husband who wanted to be around you that is true yeah <laughs> you get to you just get to chill in the villa by chill yourself. in your villa and live Do your life you want. um let's see oh and then we also learned we talked about rune's powers right how there's like a lot of shadow type mm-hmm. stuff but um oh well Specifically regarding those shadows, apparently, like even like temperature monitors on like high tech cams don't pick him up when he's being like he's shadow walking, as he said. Yeah. So interesting powers. Cool power. But then also his starborn abilities, it's just like a little speck. So it's like he's technically starborn, he's the only starborn, mm-hmm. but it's not a whole lot of power. It's just like a little bit of light. No, just a little drop. But yeah. speaking of, the Autumn King wants him to use his Starborn powers for something. Um, not exactly sure what he wants it for, but Rune is intrigued enough that he doesn't really fight. He's like, okay. And he yeah. says he has to go inside himself to bring it out. The power is shimmering, warm and lovely, and just about the only part of himself that he liked, which makes me sad. I'm like, this little bitty drop of Starbornness yeah. that's the only thing you like about yourself? Rune. 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 Um, but yeah, so he's able to hold it for like, what feels like maybe five seconds before mm-hmm. it just like ev- evaporates or whatever the light goes out and he's left with yeah. like a massive headache. I'm like, it seems like a lot of work for little reward. And I'm like, exactly. it's literally just light. Like it doesn't seem like it does anything. Yeah. Just light. So pointless. Pointless. I don't know. But that <laughs> was how he got the star sword though. So because he has that power, he has that badass sword. Right. So there's that at least. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Um, okay, and then in ADE spaz mode, the Autumn King shifts the conversation again mm-hmm. and tells Rune that it's it's about time for him to get married. Yeah, I was like, wait, how? what? <laughs> you were just asking him to like light up this little star power yeah. that he has, and then now hey. we're talking about marriage? Wait, well, yeah, find you a wife. Okay, um, but he basically, he wants to secure an alliance for, with the war going on overseas, um, and Rune's like, but we're powerful, basically, and he's like, yep. The Autumn King's still really worried, which makes Rune a little bit worried that thinking like the war is worse than he thinks it is, that yeah. their power could be in jeopardy. Mm-hmm. Um, um, we also learn, and part of the reason why, um, on top of that, that his father wants this done is apparently the Oracle decreed that he would be a fair and just king. And mm-hmm. this is that first step in getting him ready for it. Right. Again, three, four hundred, five hundred years from now, but still yeah, the first step. Um, and he has somebody that he wants to set Rune up with, the new witch queen, which we learned about in like the last chapter, who's yes. going to be announced. Her name is Hypaxia, mm-hmm. um, and she's going to be announced at the summit. And so that's who the Autumn King wants her to marry because she's basically been isolated all her life, and she kind of wants to keep alliances with the people that her mother kept alliances with. Yeah. 
Um, so they think she'll be very agreeable to this. Yeah, marriage. but I was very surprised by that pick because mm-hmm. I would have assumed they would want to like keep like the lines quote unquote pure because right. of like power reasons. Like, yeah. if you mix a fae and a witch, are they more powerful, or is it like you need multiple fae for like ultimate power? Like, I just I was surprised that he wanted a like half witch half fae right line to be continuing since he doesn't seem to like bryce right. who's half a half human maybe if as long as they're like 100 percent veneer it's not a big deal maybe i don't know i don't know um but and then we pivot again yeah new conversation mm-hmm. rune also it's like hey we gotta get you married also mm-hmm. luna's horn yeah find that what <laughs> um i just so random it's so random like and you two why is everyone looking for luna's horn right now i don't know and like he asks that and the king says it's a symbol of power that the fae people will need if war comes and i'm like because he's like there's no power to it and he's like but it's a symbol that holds power and i was right. like but what's that gonna do if war comes like what people are gonna rally behind the horn like maybe maybe i don't know um and I think it also has to do with the fact that Micah insulted the strength of the Fae people. Um, And so he wants Rune to find it so he can basically, you know, be like, fuck you, Micah. (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of his thought. Fair. Fair enough. Um, But it is super interesting because Rune's like, well, why don't you look for it? And he's like, I actually have been for the past two years, which I was kind of astounded by. Yeah. Because everybody kind of seems to have forgotten about it. Mm-hmm. And until now. <laughs> until now. Yeah. Everybody needs the horn all of a sudden. But like why why is it that important to the Autumn King? Because like I feel like it wasn't that important like enough to bring it up now. Like why is it so important now? Yeah. Well but he so he does say, right, obviously his search has failed. Mm-hmm. But he says the horn was originally the possession of Peleus, the first starborn prince. You may find that light calls to like. Merely researching it could reveal things to you that were hidden from others. Um, light calls to like. Light a calls what? to like. I believe that is a direct quote from Akatar. It is. Mm-hmm. So that's another little. Mm, Excuse me. What? Excuse me. Similarities. Also, we're assuming that you've all read Akatar. I feel like because you're on this season of the podcast. I mean, there could be people that just like have only just started SJM and they started with Crescent City. Oh, maybe. I didn't even think about that, but I was thinking about it now. I was like, we're referencing Akatar. I assume anyone who's listening with us like started at the beginning, but that might not be true. Yeah. So, I mean, that's not spoiling anything when we say like calls to like, but it's it's a direct quote it's a direct quote yeah and i guess if we randomly drop names like cassie and i know we mentioned that earlier in reese yeah but i feel like we are okay too since we've talked about it on previous episodes yeah here's the thing if the first sjm book you're reading is crescent city it's a little odd that's weird but there's no judgment you're welcome to yeah but i feel like akatar's the gateway drug or a throne of glass even because it's a completed series true so I just, I felt like I should throw that out there. That's fair. Sorry if that's true for anybody. <laughs> Oops. Anywho, an interesting call out. Yes. Um, let's see. One last thing that mm-hmm. I noticed in this chapter. Yes. Is, so Rune's leaving. He's got his whole list from his dad in his head. Right. Um, but he makes a um, another comment in his head about what the Oracle had asked actually told him decades ago so very different than a what is it a good and just king yes he lied to his father the oracle actually said the royal bloodline shall end with you prince 
Mm. Yikes. That is very, very different. Yeah. I understand why. I'm also kind of surprised that like (laughs) a 13 year old is given this like crucial information and it's not shared with anybody else. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. I almost feel like it's like going to the doctor at 13. You don't know what the heck's wrong with you. Right. Like, your like parents the Oracle the would room. tell your parent. <laughs> right. I'm kind of like, you're interested with this like future words for your life. It's their fate. I guess. I'm just kind of surprised. I don't know. But yeah. So I'm very curious uh, how the line is going to end with him. Yeah. That means, I mean, to me, that means no heirs. Yeah. So it's like, what's the point of getting married? It's like, does he get married? I don't know. Do they just not have kids? Does he die before they have kids? Who knows? What does it mean? TBD. TBD. Um, okay. Chapter 15. Last chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, team Bryce and Hunt are off to a great start. Great start. Great start. What did you notice? I think Syrinx might be my favorite pet ever. I want one. <laughs> I want a little Chimera. But actually. Um, yeah. I don't know. This is like. I like the bantering. But I don't know if it seems too much. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sometimes I feel like it's almost like too. Like you guys don't have to be like that. Right. I feel like it's, there's no reason for this antagonizing back and forth. Like Hunt should just be grateful for the fact that he's given this opportunity. Like he doesn't have a time limit on when he has to solve this murder by, you know what I mean? I mean by the summit. By the summit. But also it's like, you're going to be down to 10. So like chill. Well, okay. I think they're both triggered, Mm -hmm. right? He's freaking out because Sandriel's in town. Yeah. She's freaking out because people have said Danica's name. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think they're already like heightened. Yes. And so obviously they're not people. Mm-hmm. But when like we are heightened. Yes. We tend to be more emotional and overdramatic. Yes. So I think Bryce sees a alpha hole mm-hmm. and she's like, I hate nothing more than this. Yes. And so that's why she is like being extra and i think he mm-hmm. who is a slave and a workaholic and all of those things sees a free girl mm-hmm. doing whatever and his like freedom is on the line yeah he's loose that's why he's losing his shit so i think that's it's a very good perspective thank you for <laughs> thank you i'm just like like i get the, but it is a lot you're i'm i agree i'm like yeah and I get it's like a book, so it's like you can do the extra like sassy banter because I'm right. like in real life, like nobody actually banters like this because it's, it's I don't <laughs> right. know, it seems it's like I don't not flirty. Flirty is the wrong word, but it's like there's like tension. But yeah, I don't know. I'm like, this is like it's almost too far fetched in that I'm like, really? Like, yeah, we have to be snarky with everything and everything sarcastic. Yeah. I'm just like, people don't talk like that. I agree. It's still a lot. Yeah. So but. I think that was my only like little complaint about it. Yeah. It's, it's amusing, but a little much. I agree. Okay. So she's home. Bryce yes. is home. Mm-hmm. And she's watching TV with Syrinx. Yes. Who I don't really, I can't exactly picture what this creature looks like. I think of like a cat and dog mixed. Yeah. Ish. Whatever that looks like. But that's kind of my... Yeah, it's like a little mini lion. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, but we learned that Bryce, apparently, when she had texted Juniper to warn her about Briggs, she had already known everything because Fury told her. Mm-hmm. Um, but why didn't Fury tell Bryce? Yeah. That's a crappy friend. That is very bizarre. Well, no, wait, I don't think Bryce even said anything to Juniper. Juniper messaged her. Oh, what, did it go that way? Okay, yeah. 
Yes. So Bryce didn't even reach out. Mm-hmm. So doubly weird. Yes. So what is going on between I her and Fury? I don't know. But then Bryce goes over to the window because Syrinx is just like pawing at it, won't leave it alone. Um, and she sees Hunt watching her across from the other building. Yeah, apparently they didn't mention that he was going to be on full protection duty. Right. Um, and so she basically shuts the curtains on him um, and he calls her saying to open them because he wants to watch TV. <laughs> I was cracking out. I was like, that's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, he's probably bored. I know. But I'm like, okay, you are literally, I'm thinking of like two city buildings and you're sitting across. How good is your eyesight that you can watch TV? He's an angel. Amazing eyesight, apparently. <laughs> I'm picturing like Lord of the Rings, Legolas, like peering out over mm, and like yes. way beyond. He sees the orcs. That Maybe that's the situation. I'll go with that. <laughs> um, He also makes a note that he'd rather be watching the Sunball game that's on right now, but he'll take what he can get. So mm-hmm. he's a sports guy, guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no surprise no surprise there um oh and bryce is obviously watching like trashy reality tv which is what you need after a long day yes <laughs> um but like i do appreciate that bryce is kind of realizing why hunt can't leave it's like she's like he's a slave like he has to be here like even if right. i'm pushing away like he has to be here regardless of how crappy i am to him um and she's pissed that micah sent them to rune to confirm her alibi um and but i think he makes a good point he's like i didn't write the rules which, right like i said i think sometimes you just gotta knock those things off the list just mm-hmm. to say you did yeah but he makes that sweetheart comment and i don't like that term oh i don't either i know she doesn't like that term either the feminist in me cringed yeah. I'm not even like that much of a feminist, but I still really like when somebody uses it as like a almost demeaning word. Yes. Like, oh, poor little girl. You don't know what's going on in life. You party girl. You stupid girl. Yes. So I don't like sweetheart when it's used. My husband can call me sweetheart. That's fine. That's fine. But as like a derogatory term, I guess. No. No, thank you. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know flares her up again because classic alpha hole move mm-hmm. and she is just ref- he like asks to be let in she's like nope mm-hmm. and she's not wanting to leave the curtains open and she basically like totally blows him off yeah asks him to get her a pizza mm-hmm. and he's just like no <laughs> um but i did think it was really funny so she like closes her blinds she goes to sit on the couch and then he literally like slams into her window and she scares the crap out of her, which obviously any of us, if yes. the window is closing, this massive pounding sound hits you on your window. Yeah. You're on like the, what, sixth floor. Obviously, you're going to freak out. Yep. But he like flew up there just to scare her. You douchebag. He's not nice. No. Um. Yeah. So he basically yeah. just wants Bryce to do what he says and to do it quickly. It's kind of what he's reiterating to her. Yeah, um, he says, I will do whatever the hell it takes to solve this case, even if it means tying you to a fucking chair until you write those lists. How sweet. I like her response. Though. She goes, bondage. Nice. And he's like, do not <laughs> fuck with me. She's like, yeah, yeah, you're the umber mortis. And he says, I don't care what you call me, Quinlan, so long as you do what you're told. And she's thinking to herself, fucking alpha hole. Classic. Yeah. Classic. So that exchange, I did appreciate. I thought it was rather funny. But yeah. Um, but Hunt is still trying to be business. He's like, do you own any weapons? Like, you can tell he's like 
I'm here to protect you. Right. Like, let me do this. Mm-hmm. And she goes, bother me again and you'll find out. And just like shuts right. it's the just window. Snark. Like no answer. Like you could just be like, yeah, bye. Yeah. But like, she is definitely not making this easy on him at all. No. Um, and so we learned that next morning, um, Hunt is calling Isaiah. He's like waiting to call him. And it's like, what, like nine o'clock? And he's like, okay, I can finally call this guy. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of, I mean, we mentioned Big Brother, but it is very Big Brother. Seriously. I made that note again, too. Yeah, because he's like, oh, I know where you are or you're in, you know, wherever. And he goes, uh, someone was always watching in this entire fucking city, territory and world. Someone was always watching. The cameras so repelled and warded that they were bomb proof. Even if the city turned to rubble under the lethal magic of the Assyrian guards, brimstone missiles, the cameras would keep recording. What? How? What? I don't even understand how that's possible. Yeah, How like I'm, I'm curious. Like, are there people actively watching these, or are they just like there just in case? Well, I, not even the fact that there's a bazillion cameras everywhere and they're recording everything. How are they bombproof? Why would you not bombproof the whole friggin' city? Why are the cameras <laughs> the one thing that are bombproof? I don't know. I find that very interesting. It's very intense. Yeah, the so bomb drops. I don't care who's watching and what you're watching at that point. Like, I'm worried about my life. Right. But we must watch. Yeah. Um, but he's basically starting the convo and he asks Isaiah if he knew that Chimeras could pick locks, open doors and jump between two places. I was like, this is why you had to call Isaiah at like <laughs> 830 in the morning. What? This is the most random thing ever. Yeah. Funny enough, there's a reason. Uh, Searing apparently um, woke up this morning and saw that Hunt was almost falling asleep on the job and he just like basically apparated like i'm thinking harry potter here yeah apparated next to hunt bit him on the butt and then teleported back just in time for bryce to wake up pull the curtains and see him like grabbing his butt freaking out <laughs> and i'm like dying i'm like i love searing best pet best pet seriously so I, well, what's funny is like she keeps him in a crate yeah clearly that doesn't do anything no not at all I, but it's like he's like does she even know that it does this i don't know she must not otherwise why is she putting it in the crate i don't know i don't know <laughs> so funny though it is hilarious um but apparently um so right as you know he gets bit mm-hmm. by syrinx she opens the curtain and she's just like making fun of him and he's like trying to explain it I'm like, just let it go. Yeah. it's There's no point. There's no point. And so they're just, they're not having a great time. And Isaiah is like, you're just pissed. She's not cowering or fawning. Mm-hmm. And it's like, ah, there's a little bit of truth to that. Yes. I think so. I think when you're just used to everybody doing what you tell them to do. Yeah. You don't like it when somebody doesn't. Exactly. So. Um, And because he has to follow her around and he had to follow her to a nail salon this morning. Yep. So she's been there for an hour, which we as females know, it takes at least an hour to get your nails done. At minimum. But he is not happy uh, <laughs> because she, he just has to stand outside and wait. And of course, it's raining. Like, he's say, pissed. Also, it's weird. I've never even thought about doing my nails first thing in the morning. She mm. went at 8 a.m. to get her nails done. Yeah, it's really early to get your nails done. That's really... Do Are salons even open? Maybe not on earth. fair enough i'm just like i would never be like 8 a.m let's go get my nails done i don't know why it's like a 2 p.m activity well i feel like it's also because most of us start our jobs at 8 a.m 
Maybe. So I would never think, because I know nail salons aren't open at like 7 a.m. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm going to be honest. This slacker starts closer to nine. Yeah. So if there's an option to yeah. go get my nails done at 8 a.m. before work. It's not a bad option. It's not a bad option. I mm-hmm. never thought of doing that. <laughs> so anywho. Um, let's see. So, so Hunt just cannot stop complaining. No. I think he's being over dramatic. He is so dramatic. It's been a day, not like, even, not even. But to his credit, he's just like, we have a job to do. Mm-hmm. Getting our nails done isn't like priority. Yeah. So I think he's obviously frustrated with Bryce, and as we said, he's got a lot on the line. Mm-hmm. So. But I like that he even notices this. He's like, when she speaks, even though she's so much shorter than him, it's like she's looking down her nose at him and makes him feel about three (laughs) inches tall. I was like, good. Like, you can't just yell at somebody for not doing their job when you don't know what they're doing. Like, yeah. So I don't know. I love that she puts him in his place. Mm -hmm. I do like that. (laughs) Um, Something random that gets mentioned um, because he's talking about like powers and like fey powers and witch powers Mm -hmm. and Drakai powers. Um, how they're very elemental at times. Yeah. But he has, he's never found anyone else who's had lightning powers. He is like one of a kind and yeah. he's had to teach it himself. So that is interesting. It's sad, but interesting. Like yeah. nobody to help teach you when you were younger, which is kind of, it stinks. Right. I mean, I'm sure they were able to like show him like concepts, right. but like in terms of actual like lightning, nobody. he's, he's a little, um, he's unique. He's unique. So Br- Bryce finishes her nails mm-hmm. Starts walking to work, getting back and getting ready for that. And Hunt is just like not making it any secret. No. That he is pissed. Yes. And he's like, why did we do this? Mm-hmm. And she's just like, oh, well, bye. Yeah. Get, get ready for work. <laughs> like just like not engaging with him much at all. She goes, no one likes a nag, Athelar, which is also true. But anywho, she's her typical, you Bryce know, self. snarky Bryce self this morning. Mm hmm. Um, yeah, so now we are at the gallery. We're down in like, I don't know, basement level. Is that what you call it? The the archive. Archive. Thank you. Um, with Lahaba, who goes by Lele. Do you go Lili? Lele? Lili is Lili. what um, Audible said. Okay. We're going to go Lili then. With Lili and Syrinx. I was going to say I love her. Oh, I love her too. I just love her so much. She makes me laugh. I know. She's trying to convince Bryce to let Hunt come inside with them because he's currently sitting on the roof in the rain. Yes. And because he's so handsome, Mm -hmm. I'm like, Lava, you kill me. So cute. Um, I thought it was really, it's crazy. We get a little bit of um, history about the Sprites, which is what Lava is. Um, So basically, we know that they were in the rebellion. um, But what's crazy is they are punished so much worse than all of the angels. I feel like, yes. I don't, like, I literally don't understand why they got totally screwed over. So, like, we know that all the angels and everybody that fought in the rebellion became slaves. That's across the board. But the sprites, they were removed from their house, like, kicked out of their house, and they were demoted to lowers. Yep. And, to top it off, all of their children, like, from here on forever, will become slaves. Yeah. Like, not just the people that fought, the people that they birth are going to be slaves. Like that's insane to me. Why are they being punished? Like nobody else is being punished. Yeah. Like they weren't the, they weren't the ones like leading the rebellion. No. The only thing I can think of is they do kind of mention about the fact that, you know, sprites have all this like extra power um, and like lowers are kind of like traded and like bought and sold because of their powers and whatnot. So I'm thinking like, Maybe the Asteri wanted to keep them as lower so they could be bought and sold 
for their powers for like, like these pets. rich houses. Yeah. That's my only thought. I mean, that makes sense. You can't really do that as easily with an angel. Right. I don't know. That's my it's only still thought. shitty though. Oh, it's terrible. So yeah. So we learned that, which is awful. And basically like Lahaba's wanting Bryce to buy her freedom for her, which she kind of mentions mm-hmm. um, because she bought Syrinx's freedom, which I was like, well, that's cool. Um, but Jessica kind of sold Syrinx to Bryce after Danica died, I think, because she kind of felt a little bad. And yeah. Bryce kind of freaked out because she was trying to give Syrinx to a terrible customer. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. And Lily, 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 right? Lily Lahaba. I'll just call her Lahaba because I know how to say that. <laughs> um, she basically has been in the gallery for decades protecting the books. Um, and it's really interesting. It says logic insisted that ordering a fire sprite to watch over a library was a poor idea when a third of the books in the place would like nothing more than to escape, kill someone or eat them in varying orders. Having a living flame keeping them in line was worth any risk. I find it interesting that um, books want to escape or kill people or eat people. <laughs> I'm like, mm, those, my, my books want nothing like that. Yeah, you're like, wait, hold on. They're like alive? They're, what? What are these books doing? I don't know. But they just, need a guard. So odd to me. Like, I just thought she was like protecting them against other people, but she's trying to keep them in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> interesting that is very bizarre yeah like even as they're sitting there like a book dived off the shelf and lahaba hisses at it it's like okay like, where are you gonna go book what, what are you what are you planning on doing book if you get free i don't know um so also down here is not just books but a lot of like animals mm-hmm. like regular animals like lizards snakes turtles um and bryce is like pondering if they're like you know beings that jessica has turned into into an animal or if they're just normal animals like who knows i don't know but like i wouldn't put it past jessica to just keep them as trophies in there in her archive i don't know in the archive yeah but lahaba like names them like nutmeg ginger miss poppy (laughs) and it's so funny to me because i'm imagining like one of them being like some like big like kind of like a hunt type yeah and then, like, it got turned into, like, a turtle, and she calls it nutmeg. It's, like... Slightly ridiculous when you think yes. about it like that. Hilarious, also. It's so funny to me. Um, Yeah, but... So, Bryce is a plan for tonight, uh, and Hunt definitely won't like it. But now I'm curious to know, what is your plan, Bryce? Yes. And a plan where her survival's in question. Yeah, what are you doing? She said it'd be satisfying if she survived. Satisfying? <laughs> It's not the word I would generally use, and I'm hoping to survive a situation. Yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, that's where we leave off. It is. So we'll see what Bryce's plan is next week. Mm-hmm. Um, We're going to do chapters 16 through 20. Okay. And, uh, oh, yeah, just a reminder, this Thursday we are doing a mini-sode with our author, Kate Golden. Not our author. The author, Kate yeah. Golden for A Dawn of Onyx. Yes. Um, so no spoilers. Just please come listen because it would mean a lot to us and to her. Yes, so. exactly. And then make sure you check out our store and check out Patreon and all the fun, exciting things we have going on. Yes. And again, we love and appreciate you all so much. Thank you. You're the best. We'll talk next week. Bye. Bye. 
Thank you so much for listening to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls, a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe and let us know what you think. Check out our Patreon for more ways to support and connect with us for as low as $1 a month. You can also find us on Instagram at, at fairies and fangirls. Jump in on the conversation and we look forward to chatting with you more next week. Bye. Bye.